Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Thursday, June 4th, and I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Mr. Andrew Hansen, and we're celebrating. We have been hooting and hollering all day because we officially have our number one sport back. The NBA is back on July 31st, man. Yeah, it's exciting. And we've been hooting and hollering here all day on the home front. So there's actually something that's as big, if not bigger. My daughter graduated from kindergarten today. Wow. So that's the number one excitement of the morning. And then in the afternoon, we get the formal announcement that the vote is passed, NBA coming back July 31st. So very exciting day for sure. That's fantastic. And my daughter had a big article published in the paper today. I got to also give a shout out to my, my daughter, too, Alyssa, because uh, she is uh, just graduated from uh, University of North Texas and was hired by NASA uh, with uh, aeronautical engineering degree. And she is uh, building uh, coolant systems for rockets so that they can stay in space longer. So I'm not sure where the smarts came from, <laughs> but uh, they're there. So they are there. Thank that's, God. <laughs> that's legit. Congratulations. They definitely didn't come from this rockhead, that's for <laughs> sure. But uh, awesome, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. And now your daughter graduated kindergarten, so now there you go. She's got the engineering. Uh, she can follow in my daughter's footsteps. There you so. go. <laughs> Very good. But anyway, before we jump into the, all this NBA talk, because it is pretty bizarre it's got a lot to unfold and unpack and try to figure out exactly how it's all going to work uh but it's you know it's back that's all that matters but uh we are brought to you uh today are by our sponsors uh tvg uh where the world goes uh, to watch and wager on horse racing certainly uh sign up with them through uh dfs coach talk and 300 risk-free bet i know i talk about this like every day now but i can't believe you can bet 300 bucks and if you lose it they give it back to you i think that's pretty darn cool that's a pretty uh, good setup it is and then our partners at bet us as well i know a bunch of people are jumping on uh golf and nascar and betting everything in the world so uh, you can also sign up with bet us through uh, our website so we thank both of them we're excited uh with their sponsorship and uh are looking forward to it and speaking of that, you know, we, we might as well mention now, too, you know, our memberships are, are, are perfect time to jump in. If you get even just a week membership, uh, which is $25 a month, uh, you are frozen. And the week doesn't start until either your dingalings and Major League Baseball come back or at very worst, July 31st, when the NBA comes back. It's so nice to have a date for once yes. to say we got a date. Yes. But uh and then that's when the clock starts ticking on your on your membership. And you get our Discord and uh, all of our pro picks and our FanDuel lineups and our DraftKings player pools. And we have a blast in there. We're, uh, we have one more day left in our Coach Talk Challenge 4, and it is a heck of a race. We've got like four guys uh, that could still win it with just the one day left. Unfortunately, I'm not one of them. But uh, you know me and sim contests. Don't get me started. I hate them. But uh, I need the real deal. But, uh, yeah, definitely join us. Uh, jump in. We'd love to have you. And, uh, you know, we are one of the faster 
growing communities in the DFS space. So we're, we're excited about it. Don't forget about uh, KBO, Coach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big K- night last night. That's right. Go ahead. Tell oh. tell everybody, because I know for those that listened in and saw some, some lineups and stuff, uh, it was a fun night. Yeah, we did our first KBO podcast earlier this week. And then last night, with the information we provided to our members, we had a top 1% lineup um, easily cashing in the cash contests and uh, right at the top for GPP. So we'd love to have uh, our new members take advantage of that. And that's what we're providing in our Discord. And, you know, I'll tell you the separator there, and I got to mention it every time because it's a huge differentiator. Uh, you know, we provide those lineups. Andrew and I put our brains together, and we're going to be doing three KBO shows a week, uh, but six days a week because KBO takes off uh, Mondays. Uh, we put our heads together and we put some fan, a FanDuel lineup together and uh, a player pool in DraftKings. And that's what we've uh, been, you know, really getting hot with right now. And uh, the difference, though, is uh, here, crazy coach here, I get up uh, 30 minutes before every lock. And it's usually here. I set my alarm for 3.50 a.m. most nights uh, to get in there. Uh, some nights they have a, a 1 a.m. and then uh, it's a 4 a.m. So it shifts around a little bit. But the bottom line is every single slate for KBO, we're in our Discord 30 minutes before lock. And it made a whale of a difference last night because we had two scratches. And uh, inevitably we see people we're going against in these tournaments and, you know, the cash contests and everything else that uh, – you know, leave a guy in there because, you know, they sleep through it or don't get up. And, you know, you take a zero and that uh, that can pretty much crush a lineup. So, uh, yeah, definitely jump in with us. You know, the next six, well, depending on baseball, you know, we have to see what happens there. Six to seven weeks, whatever it may be, uh, we're going to be just really building bankroll in KBO and PGA. Uh, and so that's going to be ecstatic. And we'll also be doing uh, – a Monday night broadcast podcast every uh, Monday night for the NBA. So tonight we're doing this one on Thursday. We flip flop with K- KBO because uh, today was the vote to, you know, uh, ratify the, the new agreement that, you know, how everything is going to go down with the NBA. So yes, we love it. We love KBO. The, it's, it's been a blast and uh, the big controversy now. So our listeners out there can help us figure this one out. I I say C-H-O-I is pronounced Choi, and my man Andrew, and I get it because they did say it on TV, but you have C-H-O-I as? Ch. Go ahead, finish. That's it. <laughs> That's it. It's just Ch. 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 Wouldn't that just be C-H, though? Ch. That's what know. it sounds like. Yeah. So anyway, maybe it's a Korean pronunciation thing. But anybody, you know, tweet at us. Uh, I'm at Joe Sarvati, by the way, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He is at Language Olympic. Or you can just uh, tweet us uh, at DFS Coach Talk. But, yeah, that's the big the million-dollar question right now is, is C-H-O-I pronounced Choi or Ch in Korean? So we may have to give out something free for whoever determines what that is. Oh, please do send us that information if you have it, because we do our best 
to give the right pronunciations of every player we talk about, but it's hard to get that information on the KBO players. So we're all ears. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we got to get to basketball here, man. I just, I cannot believe we're going to have basketball. I just, this whole period of time has been so surreal. Uh, and the fact five days. Wow. Since the NBA shut down. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. I mean, it was like yesterday on the couch, the Gobert thing. We're like, what's going on here? It's just uh, surreal. But it's back. And, uh, you know, we're going to today we want to talk about what it's going to look like, how it's going to work, what the setup is going to be. I think we both have a, a pretty strong handle on that and just sort of set all of the parameters and then. What we'll do on all these NBA Monday podcasts are start breaking down the teams and the matchups and and so on. So a couple of things just to start off, and please jump in anytime, Andrew, uh, here as well. But uh, July 31st is the first uh, set of games. They're all going to be played at Walt Disney World, that resort there. Uh, I've been there, by the way, at that sports uh, complex there. It's really nice. and they're all going to be in that bubble until the season ends, which through the playoffs, the latest it can go, it's October 12th. Is that correct? Oh, hey, you could you could have a guest appearance. Does she <laughs> want to say, can we congratulate her for graduating kindergarten? No, we already did. That's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's it. Hit the road. What were um, you saying? October 12th? Isn't that the latest they can play? Yes. Okay. So July 31st, even if the the finals go to seven games, then it ends uh, October 12th. I do have something interesting for you. It, did you see the Woj bomb that dropped this afternoon? I mean, it's always bombs from him. How about this? Hard to distinguish. They're talking about next season, opening night, December 1st. Yeah, I did see that. And so that you know means that they'd means... have like two weeks off. Yeah, they'd have like a, a month off before training camp started for the next season well no but, because if they go until october 12th and mm-hmm. the first game is december 1st mm-hmm. oh yeah okay that's like six yeah. weeks you're right yeah yeah so they start early early november with training camp uh start december 1st and you know what that means is potentially that would get everything finished next summer before the olympics i know i'm ecstatic and maybe the nba summer league we could go. Maybe we can actually go there next July. Who knows? Wouldn't that be nice? Oh my gosh, it would be so wonderful, and you know that would be fantastic. So that, yeah, that is interesting. I just thought that was very surprising because I know uh, everybody's been talking about them starting maybe on Christmas Day, but uh, December first would be would be pretty interesting. Man, that's. I'll tell you what. I know they've had a ton of time off, but if they start, they're supposedly reporting to Orlando like July fourteenth. So if that's the case, really with July 14th, they play pretty much other than that month or three weeks or whatever off. They if if someone played this session, then started in December, went all the way through and then played in the Olympics, they'd go pretty much 13 straight months without, you know, without three or four weeks off. It's a lot of basketball. That's a great point. It's weird how it's worked out. It's basically they had a season of what was it? A, a, 
November, October, November, December, January, February. basically what five months they had a season and then no playoffs. So it's like everybody had a season which was 60 games, 65 games, and no playoffs, and then they get this huge big rest, and then they build up for you know a season plus like you're talking about. So yeah. you know because everybody talked about how LeBron, for example, benefited so much from missing the playoffs, getting the extra rest. But now everybody's getting a little bit of a taste of that with with everything stopping 85 days ago. But, yeah, it's going to it's going to be tough on the back end next summer. Yeah. I mean, I hope it doesn't affect guys wanting to play on the Olympics, you know, but all that. I mean, that's far down the road. It's wonderful to have this to worry about. I mean, we you know, we took it for granted for so long that it was just going to be, you know, we always talked about DFS coach talk. 12 months a year we're at the summer league we're at you know we're we're doing the draft we're you know at preseason where we crushed it this year and you know all year round but then all of a sudden when it's swept away from you like that it's uh you know it's very interesting but uh yeah i mean there won't i wouldn't assume there'd be any preseason games this following season either really uh, i would or maybe just two or something but yeah it wouldn't surprise uh, me if it was two 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 or three max yeah yeah all right, well, let's zone in on this. So they start July 31st. It's all in Orlando. They're going to test every day. They're going to keep everybody in that bubble. Hopefully, you know, all of that works out. Um, the decision was made that it would be 22 teams because what they did is they everybody qualified that was six games or less out of the playoffs. So bizarre, but in the East – only the Wizards made it. And in the West, there were five teams that made it. So how bizarre is that? Uh, you know, just you know what's the, funny, Coach? If you look at the standings on ESPN.com, mm-hmm. all, the, all the teams now that aren't invited to Florida, they have an E next to them for eliminated. Yeah. This is the first time ever that teams have been eliminated just by a vote where they've decided for – health reasons, et cetera, we're just going to go with 22 teams. And you guys who still had 15 games left, you're, you're eliminated now. I mean, yeah. teams like Golden State were already mathematically eliminated. But, you know, for those other teams, it's a little bit strange that they're going to stay home while the rest of the NBA resumes. I mean, you know, I, I listen to – I like Brian Windhorst. I think he's he's one of my favorites. I listen to his podcast. And they were saying, you know – when where do you cut it off? I mean, you can argue you can argue it if, if it's 16 or if it's 20 or it's 22 or you know there there's somebody's going to be left out you know and the way it works and you know I think they put it best when they were saying hey it's a pandemic this is all new we're just trying to make it work you know I know there are some young teams that really would have benefited from this extra run like the Hornets and Bulls that just missed. Uh, so it's, I know it's a, a hard pill for them to swallow Atlanta Hawks, boy, if, you know, that would have been fun to see them play a little bit with Trey and Capella and, and the whole, uh, Collins and the whole group there, and but Vince it Carter. is what it is. Yeah. So you got the Bucks one, Toronto two, Boston three, Miami four, Indy five, Philly six, Brooklyn seven, Orlando eight, and Washington nine. As of right now, they are going to play Every team is going to play eight regular season games, and then they're going to go into the playoffs. Now, the eight regular season games, what they've done is they have any games that were left on the schedule, 
where they were playing one of these 22 teams that are in, that stays on the schedule. What they do then is if you have games against like uh, the Pistons or somebody that's been eliminated, then they're going to fill that in and try to keep strength of schedule as close to what it is right now. So, you know, it should be close. I'm sure a few teams are going to get cheated out a little bit uh, for playing uh, better, uh, a little tougher when, you know, when they could have had an easier schedule with some of the teams that were eliminated, but they're going to try to make it as fair as possible. So the bottom line is, even though that's the order right now, that can shift around with those uh, eight regular season games. Now in the West, it's crazy. You got the the Lakers one, Clippers two, Nuggets three, Jazz four, Thunder five, Rockets six, Mavs seven, Grizzlies eight, and then all these teams made it. They, they call it the Zion rule, I guess. Right. But P- Portland ninth, Pelicans tenth, Kings eleventh, Spurs twelfth and the Phoenix Suns 13th, and they're all in. So 26 and 39, Phoenix does make it. Now, here's where it gets a little tricky. After the eight games are played by everybody, what they're going to do is they're going to take the eight and nine seed at that point, and the eighth seed and ninth seed will play each other. If the eighth seed wins that game, they remain the eighth seed and everybody else is eliminated. If the ninth seed wins that game, it's a becomes, they have to play a second game. So then, you know, it could get drawn out. If they split, then there's uh, a final game from there. Isn't that the way you read it as well? That's exactly. And it makes it a little interesting. That's for sure. Especially out West because it's a three and a half game gap. But Memphis has had a very tough schedule coming up. Teams like New Orleans had a very easy schedule. And that's one of the most interesting dynamics about all this. Um, it's The thing that I like best is how you described what they're going to do with those eight games uh, in terms of keeping the games that were next on the schedule and then trying to balance out the strength of schedule and mirror it to what would have been. And you know that's the key for a team like New Orleans, who had a real shot to track down Memphis if the rest of the schedule played out normally. But in this shortened schedule, you give them a chance to stay close or get a little closer and then be involved in that play-in game. Uh, and that, so that's going to be one of the most exciting things to watch is who gets that nine seed out west uh, with a chance to work their way into the playoffs. It is. It's going to be so interesting, that's for sure. But, you know, then once that's decided, though, it's going to feel like the real deal, other than the fact that they play on the same court all the time. But, um, yeah, so after that, it's one versus eight, you know, just like always, two versus seven. And they play it. They play it out. I mean, the main thing with all this weird stuff that Silver did say is he wanted to legitimize the playoff structure itself. So that will remain the same, just like a regular season, except nobody travels. And, you know, it makes it interesting. I know that, you know, it's a devastating loss of home court advantages you work so hard to get, because uh, when you play on a neutral uh, court, you know, that's taken away. But, you know, there are positives as well. I mean, some of the, the experienced teams, even a LeBron, I mean, you eliminate all the travel. 
I mean, you don't have to go back and forth to the cities. And that's a grind, man. I mean, you know, I know how that works. And, you know, getting into hotels at 3.30 in the morning and, you know, having to readjust, especially when you're going East Coast to West Coast and stuff like that. So I think that'll some guys will love the fact that, you know, they play the game in, you know, game three. Normally, they'd have to go through all that rigmarole. They walk across the parking lot to the hotel and they sleep and then they get ready for their next uh, game. So that that, you know, that could benefit some guys, especially some of the vets. Uh, Not that they're not used to that, but, you know, every little bit counts when when you get up there and you're trying to compete. Uh, you know, you'll take that every advantage you can. So that's that's how that's going to work out. You know, it's uh, they'll come out with a schedule soon with those eight games when they fill it all in. So we'll we'll know what to expect. And man, it's going to be a DFS bonanza, though. I mean, those every game's going to count. It's going to be important. You know, when it's only eight games. I mean, even somebody like Phoenix that has slim to none chance. You know they're going to come in there and play their tails off trying to, you know, be a spoiler or, you know, I think these guys feel like we do. I mean, you don't know what you have until it's taken away from you. And the fact that they're able to get out there and play again, I think is going to, you know, I think they're just going to eat that up. I think it's going to be wonderful. Now, I did. Here's a couple of weird things I wanted to tell you, too, because this cracked me up, man. So these are the, the things that didn't get through yet, but they're talking about trying to figure out how they can make it a little bit more of an advantage for the teams with better records. So these things are still on the table, and I think some of them are ludicrous. But one that's not on this list, though, that I heard uh, was they talked about allowing teams to have their actual floor that they play on there and then have it assembled at the arena and play on their actual floor. But from what I heard, the logistics of that are just too difficult. But I did hear they may do that for the finals, which would make sense. I think that'd be fun. Uh, You know, growing up in New England, you hear and know about the parquet floor in the Boston Garden and how some players, you know, back in the day had to really adjust and there'd be dead spots and cold spots and gaps in the floor. And yep. it would be a literally a home court advantage based on the, the court itself. But even just having the logo out there, you know, the pattern that you're used to seeing, I, I like that as a, a way to give you a, some sort of a feel of a home court. Um, and if it, we have to wait till the finals to get it, I, I'm fine with that. It would be kind of fun, though. I think it would be. I think it's a good touch. But here are some of the things that they're, they're literally talking about. I, like I said, some of them are ridiculous. The first one makes sense. The, the team with the better record gets possessions to start the second and fourth, which is a little more advantageous. I think that's a no-brainer. Um, this is the funny one. They can designate one player from their team that's allowed to have seven fouls instead of six. So I... I don't see that happening. I just no. Giannis with seven or LeBron or these guys. I mean, it just that seems silly. To um, me, anything anything where it's an actual competitive advantage, we're talking about more possessions or more fouls. I don't think that's right. I think no. you, I think you got to throw that out the window. I'm with you. Um, 
they receive an extra coaches challenge. That's silly too, in my opinion. I don't think that'll roll. Um, you know, and then they said that they may play the. Again, I I heard this isn't going to fly though. They may have the actual hardwood for the team with the better record for the entire series. You know, there in and then it would change out. But the logistics of that, and I mean, we're still in a technically in a pandemic and there's all this civil unrest everywhere everything's going on i think they just gotta be happy with just getting there and playing so i'm hoping that that that's uh the case then this one cracked me up the better the best record teams they are get the first pick of which hotel they stay in yeah i like (laughs) that that hilarious that might be the one that ends up being what you get and i did hear some commentary where it may be that some of the hotels are a little bit closer to the courts so yeah. maybe that maybe that's the advantage the commuting time is just a little bit shorter whether it's 10 minutes compared to 20 or 30 and so there you go there's your reward for getting the higher seed which means the phoenix suns will probably be at the motel six <laughs> they'll probably be down in miami they'll have to travel <laughs> a couple hours to get Not there that i'm against motel six if you want to sponsor us out there motel six <laughs> So, yeah, there's I mean, I think they'll iron out some of those little logistic things, you know, but I I doubt that many of those things will take place. But, you know, it it is what it is. You know, it's there's no way to make it exactly right. There's no way to you know, it's just something that hopefully we'll never have to try to figure out or go through again. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. And I'm really excited for these Monday podcasts, Andrew, because. As we start talking about some of these teams, I mean, there's so much to discuss and unwrap from an NBA and a DFS perspective, because, you know, the question is, I can't wait for guys like the Joker. I mean, is he going to come back like he did at the beginning of the season at like 340 or something? Or, you know, who knows? I saw something on that. President of basketball operations for the Nuggets, Tim Connolly came out and said that Jokic has abs now. He's beach what? ready. He's beach ready with abs. That's what he said. I, I don't buy that. For a yeah, get ready for it. He's going to blow crazy. you away. Jeez. Well, see, stuff like that is going to be huge, man. I mean, those are the things that are very interesting to see. Now, you know, I remember when they published or had it on TV, the NBA 2K thing where they played each other. If you remember that, I talked about it on one podcast because DeAndre Ayton was playing against Zach Levine in NBA 2K. And the conversation, you remember this, the conversation they had during the 2K thing was Levine said, you know, he has a gym built onto his apartment there. He's getting all his shots up. He's, you know, in top, uh, you know, physical shape. And he asked Ayton what he was doing. And Ayton said, well, doing a little lifting, but that's about it. No no cardio. No cardio yeah. for Aiden. So who knows? You know, guys, seeing how, uh, you know, guys are ready or what's what's going to happen is, is going to be a big part of it. So, you know, we'll be scouting like a madman, you know, that those two weeks those that they're in the actual, uh, I guess you'd call it almost like a little bit of a training camp type of scenario there for uh, the, t- the last two weeks of July. But, you know, those will all be impactful things because if you want to crush DFS, getting all of that stuff straight is going to be a huge key because 
inevitably, let's face it, some guys are going to be shredded. Some guys are going to be fat. <laughs> you know, we're going to get everything across the board here. So uh, apparently, you know, apparently James Harden has shed some weight too. He's been oh, running he, up and down. I couldn't believe the weather, the, the weight he lost. I can't. Yeah. I saw him. He run, he's running sand hills up and down. And I, I've never seen him that thin. Even when he was at Arizona State, he's thinner than he was in college. So that'll be it. Now, you know, that is all well and good, but you also have to remember he bulls his way to the basket on those drives, and he isn't going to have that extra 25 to throw at the guy. I've been wondering if that's going to hurt as much as it helps, you know? Yeah, he's slender, but I don't I don't think he's frail. So I think he'll be fine when he drives I'll to the post. I'll tell you, the picture I saw of him, he's – if you look at the guy and you would say he is thin. And – Never have I said that about Harden. He's always, he's been physically fit, but a little thick, you know, it's just his build, but he's lost that. So it's, you know, those are the kind of stories though, that are going to be very impactful and make a big difference because, you know, people are going to go absolutely bonkers to play NBA DFS. So can you imagine the contests that first, first night back? I mean, they're all going to sell out. They're going to have, huge contests and you know having every sliver of advantage is going to be huge there's no doubt about it i can't wait and they they may have exhibition games they are still going to hammer out that schedule i'm not sure if they'll be televised but we're obviously going to be searching for every advantage we can with the eye test in that preseason of sorts and then you know that first game out we're going to watch every minute with uh, every team with the eye test to see who came back in good shape, um, you know, to try to gain an edge for those next couple games. But the thing I really like about it, getting back to the whole structure, is that they've set it up to incentivize playing hard, playing well, and no tanking. Because what they did is they said, if you miss the playoffs, then your seeding, your your odds for the lottery are based on where you were back when everything shut down 85 days ago. So a team like the Phoenix Suns, they can't just go in there and go 0 and 8 and say, oh, all of a sudden our our winning percentage is lower than you know some team that was on the sidelines like the Charlotte Hornets, right? And, and then get better odds in the lottery because they tanked at this point. So yeah, that's what I love about the way that they've set up the lottery rules for this year is to make sure that everybody that goes to Orlando they have an incentive to play hard and, and try to win. I think it's great, too. So right now, the lottery's set. That's that's the point. They're not going to change it based on how, anything that happens there. The so lottery the odds, lot, correct. The lottery odds are set. Uh, you know, the, the three worst teams, uh, I believe it's Cleveland, Minnesota, and Golden State are all 14% to get the first pick. And then all of it will be structured down just like it was last year with the way that it, they they uh, finished before the shutdown. So you're right. And I think that's a great point because, you know, it's going to be playing for pride and trying to win every game. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, that's the other thing they discussed, too, is they're, they have to determine now uh, where all of that's going to fall. The draft, you know, I've heard possibly November draft is what they're you know talking about right now um so there's all kinds of things yet to be you know uh, figured out and uh 
All I know is from I my expectation is I think they they do start December one and get done in time to have a normal summer. You know the NBA draft, the summer league, the Olympics, all of that stuff, and that that is that makes me ecstatic because then it'll feel like it's getting back to the real thing again. So. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for that. But, you know, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention, Andrew, and we talked a little bit before the show. Uh, I have a list here, and some of it is up to date, some of it's not. It does say all say, you know, June 4th updates. But I want to talk a little bit about, uh, and we'll get into it when we go over the players, but the injuries. Because here's the thing, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind. There's a lot of guys that were down hurt that needed a month or two months or two and a half months to get better, they're better, 100% ready to roll. And it's going to impact a lot of teams. You know, the the foremost team is the Nuggets. Uh, you know, they get Zach Collins back from that bad shoulder injury. He's ready to go. Yeah, Portland. Uh, or Portland. What did I say? You said the Nuggets. I'm sorry. Portland. You're, you're, giving, us, you're giving us Nuggets of wisdom about giving, Portland. Nuggets about about uh, the Trailblazers, correct? There you go. <laughs> and so Zach Collins is back, and Nurkic is back. So now they've got a, a Whiteside, Nurkic, and Collins, three seven footers, ready to roll. Uh, and if if your man Jokic, uh, that's the Nuggets. See, I I, right. I I crossed it back over. But as these guys, you know, I mean, it's going to change for nu- the Nuggets there with the big guys back. And there's a lot of teams I think that you know, would would have gone into the playoffs dinged up that aren't going to be dinged up now. So that's very exciting. Um, just a couple of guys, I'll, I'll just go through this list real quick, and then we'll dive deeper into these certainly when, uh, you know, when we do these pods on Mondays. But, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith was had an, a hip injury and Seth Curry an ankle injury for the, the Mavericks, and we're looking to be out, you know, maybe for the start of the playoffs. But now they're both, 100% healthy, but uh, Jalen Brunson and Dwight Powell are still out, um, you know, for the long term. Um, let's see. The Indiana Pacers, uh, Doug McDermott was dinged up some. He's obviously fine now. Jeremy Lamb's still not going to be back, though, torn ACL with his knee. He will continue to be out. Uh Clippers, uh, Lou Williams was dinged up pretty good. Uh, he was having a lot of problems with his calf and missed some games right before the, the shutdown. So obviously he'll be ready to rock and roll. Um, it's hilarious because, of course, Anthony Davis is on this list. He's, oh, really? he's on every injury list. I don't know if they made it a joke of it or what. but they. What put does him it say? Partially, br- partially bruised thigh? It says that it's his elbow, but that he's what, ready he a, to he go. Tennis elbow? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it's hilarious, though. But uh, Alex Caruso uh, had a injured hand at the time, and he's back. Um, Jimmy Butler was dinged up with his toe pretty good towards the end of the – if you remember, he missed a game, and he, you know, he sat minutes – uh, so he's 100% healthy now. That's humongous for the Heat. Um, what about Giannis? He missed games with his knee right before the shutdown. So this has allowed him to get back uh, and ready to go. And I think 
he became a father during this period, I, I believe, of shutdown. I remember seeing some some posts there. So that'll be interesting. Um, for the Pelicans, a couple of guys, especially one that's very important, um, J.J. Redick. They thought he wasn't going to make it back at all if they did make the playoffs, which they were you know, trying to get to because uh, he had a really bad hamstring injury. But I guess he's ready to go. And Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who's not getting much time, is another guy that uh, healed up. Uh, how about this guy? This uh, Orlando's Jonathan Isaac. No one's, you know, we just took for granted he wasn't going to be back. Didn't know he'd get another couple months here to to uh, rehab. So he's he's good to go. Um, Kelly Oubre was out when at the time that that the shutdown happened with his knee and Booker and Aiton were both dinged a hip and an ankle. All, all those guys, even though they're somewhat hopelessly out of it, at least they're all back. So they'll get a good young experience run with, uh, you know, all their young players, uh, as it goes. Um, the Portland, like I mentioned, Nurkic and Collins are going to be back, which is, I, I mean, their depth inside is going to be really unmatched. Uh, Rodney Hood still after the season he tore his Achilles if you don't you know if you remember um, other than that let's see uh, DeJounte Murray and Lonnie Walker the fourth for the Spurs were uh, hurt a little bit with a calf and lower leg respectively they're going to be 100% ready to roll uh, here's here's a giant one Fred Van Vliet if you remember he was having on and off shoulder injuries like crazy and Marcus Gasol his hamstring was really flaring up. He had missed, uh, you know, on and off games that last two weeks. Those two guys are going to be back and ready to rock and roll. So that'll help those guys. Um, uh, Bogdanovich from Utah, no dice, though. He is not going to be back. He's still out uh, with the broken wrist. And he had surgery on that wrist. So he is not going to return, which is a big loss for Utah. I mean, that's. People aren't, you know, this stuff will all start coming up now, but he, he was a key player for those guys. Um, and that's about it. I just wanted to give a little feel throughout, you know, the league. A lot of big names there, though, and a Two. lot of, uh, you know, shifting things that will happen with these teams and will have a major effect on DFS. Yeah, one more team we got to mention is Brooklyn. And I'm still hearing the possibilities of Durant and Irving coming back. And that could really change the landscape in the East because right now they're slotted in the seven hole. And if everything stood pat, they would play Toronto. Toronto is three games up on Boston. And yeah. if the season had continued, you know, Boston may have really pushed hard to try to get that number two seed to eventually have home court advantage against Toronto if they met up in the semifinals. But now I don't think Boston's going to be as motivated to push towards number two, if that means they're going to end up playing Brooklyn with Durant and Irving possibly. So, you know, we, we talked about how the teams who are out of the playoff picture right now, there's no incentive to tank, but within the one through eight seating, there could be some, some jockeying where, you know, teams rest a little bit um, because, you know, I'd rather play, you know, Philly or Indiana than Brooklyn if those two guys are back. Well, uh, you know, based on what this says, and again, we don't know, uh, and this is just the, the CBS sports link that 
you know, that I have here that I'm going through. But they're saying they don't think Irving and Duran are going to play. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? I know, you know, Irving, I mean, he had a, didn't he have shoulder surgery? It was a bad shoulder injury. And, you know, we know KD, obviously, with the Achilles. But it's been a long time. I mean, exactly. it's, it's been, uh, you know, it's been a year now, right? Was It was the playoffs. Yeah, it was the finals. So it was so, what, yeah. late May, early June. It's been right about a year. Yeah. So when they're actually starting this up, which is basically August, I mean, that's guys come back from an Achilles in, in a year. Yep. Now, usually the first year back, it takes them a while to get going. But, that'll, you know, there are going to be so many stories to follow and figure out. It's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a blast. I can't I just can't believe that they're back and, and ready to roll. It's just amazing. Uh, you know, just getting in the mindset, saying the names and talking about it. Uh, it's like, wow, you know, this is going to be fun. So yeah, just seeing a couple highlights here and there in passing, it's just really exciting to picture the possibility of it actually coming back. And it's a big boost for the country. Uh, and it'll be such a unique thing to be able to see these guys play in the summer in a unique setting with no fans. Um, so hopefully, obviously, it'll go smoothly. Everybody will stay healthy and we can crown a champion. I can't wait to see it. I mean, it is so different watching a sport with no fans, though. I mean, just for the, some of the stuff that we've seen so far, it's just it's odd because, you know, that all that energy and all that excitement, you know, it's 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 pretty rough. And I would assume that's going to affect some teams, too. Because they feed off of that, you know, like a Dame Lillard kind of guy that comes to my mind. You know, he just feeds off that energy. So, you know, a lot of guys are going to have to find that extra gear on their own somehow, uh, I guess. So that'll be interesting, Um, you know. And then some of the coaching stuff with Atkinson getting booted from Brooklyn before the right before the, the shutdown. I mean, there's there's some, you know, a little bit of coaching roulette and uh I read again today that it looks like the Knicks uh, are going to Thibodeau's going to go to the Knicks, which is shocking to me too. I I get it that Tibbs has a good reputation in that, but I mean the guy plays his people 45 minutes a game, <laughs> and he's the same, and he can't get past anything, and he burns guys out. He does. I mean, you see it all the time. You know, from the D Roses on down, they they show a lot of guys that played for him, and even at Minnesota, that he just you know, warm into the ground. But I don't know why you would want Tibbs, who's not a player coach. Uh, I just you know, he and Dolan, I can't even imagine they're gonna come to fisticuffs probably. So <laughs> who knows? But all of those stories still have to you know take place and everything too. But uh, but it's fun to be talking about. I mean, we're sitting here at June 4th, and literally on July 31st, we're going to have NBA action in a whole new way. And I'll tell you, it's going to be – I can't wait to see how the DFS world deals with all of it too because I'll tell you, this is just something – You know, we have a gigantic edge here. We hand-build all our lineups. We look at all of these things, the coach talk, the – you know, did the guy gain weight or lose weight? Is he in the coach's doghouse? Is, you know, all the different little elements that can take down a DFS uh, slate. 
Whereas a lot of the other, you know, uh, our competitors out there are just throwing it all into an optimizer. Well, good luck trying to figure out how you're going to set up that optimizer when you have all of these completely unknowns. I mean, as soon as, you know, the strength of an optimizer is the, you know, the validity of it over a long period of time, there is no sample size for what's going to happen here. No home court advantage, you know, no crowd, no on and on and on. So I think we're going to be smashing it, man. I It's a great I, point, Coach. Yeah. You know, mo- most people who hype optimizers readily admit that at the beginning of the season, they don't have enough data to be optimal. So they need 15, 20 games or more to really kind of get get rolling and, and hit their sweet spot. And you're right. If you just plug in data from February, March, that's a different season. It's going to be a whole new world. So I agree. Using that eye test in these in this eight game, you know, small sample is going to be a huge edge. Well, not only do they want more of a sample size at the beginning of the seasons, but it goes beyond that. You know, they, you know, some of them are pretty sharp. You know, they, they know, especially this happens in baseball a lot. They know the slow starters, the fat, you know, the guys that start off hot, you know, there's all kinds of trends over years of statistical analysis that all go into a lot of that stuff. This is not a statistical analogy because it's never happened before like this. So to me, it, it just flaws the entire system of trying to figure out statistically what's going to happen. I would much rather build it by hand and and sell out on the things that we're seeing. You know, this guy's going to be a free agent. This team is in the, th- you know, all the little pieces that we're going to consider. So, you know, we really haven't talked about that yet. Uh, off the air, but uh, that that's an exciting piece. I mean, I think it gives us a big edge going in. Now, baseball is going to be very similar, very similar in the sense that there's going to be a lot of unknown, different, you know, because of the shorter season or no fans or depending on all of that stuff that happens. So I think there'll be an, a big edge there also. Uh, you know, it's going to create, I think, an advantage that is really unmeasurable because there's so many different things to quantify, you know, we're licking our chops. Can't wait. Can't wait, man. But that's it. We, you know, we wanted to keep it a little bit shorter today. Just announced that it's official. Uh, They approved everything, how the format was going to work. And then we'll start dissecting these team by team, try to, uh, anticipate some of the matchups. You know, some of the teams are separated by five games. You know, there's not going to be a whole lot of movement with some of those teams with just an eight eight games remaining. So we can start, you know, looking at ahead and seeing what it's, you know, going to play out to be. But uh, a lot of money to be made. I think, you know, there's going to be huge pools and giant contests and. Uh, people not knowing exactly what they're going to do because it's a new system. So I'm excited, man. This is going to be great stuff. Uh, Again, we've got KBO. uh, Our lineups are going to be going up. I've already uh, put my FanDuel lineup up in our Discord. Uh, Andrew's going to be posting our player pool for DraftKings here shortly. So join in, you know, uh, catch these podcasts. They're always free in front of the 
paywall so you can listen to us seven days a week here. And then if you want to take it to the next level, jump on dfscoachtalk.com or look us up at dfscoachtalk on Twitter and uh, jump in, check it out. Uh, memberships are frozen till uh, baseball or at very worst, the NBA on July 31st starts. And then uh, we go gangbusters from there, buddy. You said it, yeah. So from now until when sports start, you get the, our free uh, lineups and player pools for KBO and and free uh, player advice on golf starting next week. I know. I'm pumped for golf. I really am. Uh, I wish I could go watch it. I've gone to that tournament multiple times, but uh, no fans, so you can't watch it. But uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We're somehow, some way, going to get back to normal, get through all of this stuff. And, uh, and you know, I think everybody's going to appreciate things a lot more. That's for darn sure. Um, I want to thank our sponsors, uh, TVG, certainly the place to go for all of your horse racing, uh, wagers, and watching. Uh Definitely go to DFS Coach Talk to get that $300 risk-free bet. BetUS also want to thank them. Uh, they're going to be seeing a huge uptick as these sports come back and in, in action as well. So appreciate those guys, and uh, we're just going to get after it. We're going to get after it, man. Any any closing thoughts? Nope. Let's have a big night in KBO tonight, and uh, thank you all for joining us. Awesome. And I hope uh, all the basketball fans are listening. Uh, definitely, if you're all NBA every Monday, the rest of the way until basketball starts, tune in because we're going to you're going to get ourselves in position to uh, build lineups. I mean, we're going to be right down to it. So fantastic. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Join us again tomorrow. We're seven day a week podcasts. And, uh, you know, for my main man, Andrew Hansen. I am Coach. We'll look at you tomorrow when we look to crush it again in DFS.